Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. In this episode, we'll focus on how lack of problem solving can get couples stuck going around in circles in their relationships. But if you're not in a relationship, this episode is still for you. I will guide you through a step-by-step checklist to productive problem solving. If you stay with me to the end of the episode, I know you have lots to do, but if you keep addressing your problems the wrong way, you'll even have less time to do those things. So have I got your intention? Good, here we go. We so often get lost in the woods in our relationships, going round and round in circles in an argument. We keep going, thinking that we'll find our way out again and solve the problem. But instead we get lost and overwhelmed. And the amount of times I forgot what I was even arguing about in the first place with my husband, having gone down some rabbit hole of past history, past examples. You know, that's an example of unproductive problem solving where you can't see the woods for the trees anymore, especially late at night, because nothing good comes out of 2am, as I often say to my clients. You can't solve your problems when you're overwhelmed, when you're exhausted and when you're stuck. So, hands up if you've kept going in an argument with your partner long after any chance of resolving things. Hands up if you've kept thinking about something you need to solve, and it just goes round and round in your head. Hands up if you feel so overwhelmed and anxious by the problem that you don't even start to find a resolution. Instead, you procrastinate. And hands up if you don't even notice how much time you've wasted on trying to figure something out. So what is productive problem solving? Productive problem solving is like a productive cough, where you bring the mucus up and might feel a sense of relief, even if it's just temporary. You clear your throat. Whereas non-productive problem solving is more like a hacking, dry cough, where you just feel really irritated and nothing comes up. You find yourself going around in circles, getting stuck and just worrying about the problem without coming up with a solution. Or you end up having a go at each other without any resolution at the end of that argument. That is less helpful and, you know, it will tire you out. But not to worry, because most couples engage in these sorts of heads-to-heads occasionally. It's very common. Most of the couples I support, they struggle to solve their problems at times. As a couples therapist, I can see stress to partnerships coming from both the relationship issues needing to be resolved and from the personal problems each partner is facing at any given time. Because you know what? It doesn't really matter if it's your problem or my problem. It becomes our problem when it affects our relationship dynamic and well-being. And some problems are solvable. You can do something to address them. Whereas other problems are unsolvable. A lot of couples I see spend all the time butting heads on the unsolvable problems. Unwilling to accept that it just is what it is. And they run out of steam when it comes to addressing the things they actually can influence. 
so they don't address their solvable problems because they're too tired. So let's have a think now. Imagine how much less stressful your daily life would be if you could actually solve your problems. Imagine how much less stressful your relationship life could be if you actually solve your problems. So let's think of the three phases of problem solving. One, getting unstuck from procrastination to begin in the first place. Because if you don't get started, you don't get anywhere. And the second phase is finding the strength to carry on without giving up, having perseverance in the face of difficulty. And the third phase is having the goal in mind to complete the task for a sense of satisfaction. So as we go through the step-by-step in a minute, we're going to have these phases running through those steps. Getting started, carrying on, and completing. And you might find that the two previous solo episodes of this podcast really helpful. As I talk about how the secret to getting ahead is getting started, but also how the struggle against the problem is the problem. So yeah, if you haven't listened to those solo episodes yet, please do. You might find them helpful. Right, so let's get going. Let's do the step-by-step thing I promised you in the beginning of this episode. And if you've patiently gone towards the end of this, thinking, where is my payoff? Why have I invested this time in listening to this when I'm so busy and I've got so much to do? Here it is, my friend. Productive problem solving in relationships. Step one. Start by defining the problem. What is the problem you need to discuss? If you don't know what the problem is, how can you address it? So this first step is really important that you actually define to yourself, this is what I'm struggling with. And step two, make sure that you share your thoughts and feelings around this issue. What is bothering you the most about this? Make sure you tell your partner how you think about this and how you feel about it, but make space for their feelings as well as your own. A cardinal rule is to listen twice as much as you speak because you've got two ears and only one mouth. And step three, when you have defined what is going on, what's the problem, and shared how you feel about it and why that bothers you, then try to generate possible solutions. You can conjure up as many ideas or scenarios as you can. And this is where I have a bit of fun with my clients, because you can have some creative, fun and silly solutions come up here. Like, If the problem is that we find Christmas really stressful when we go to visit the in-laws, maybe a creative silly solution could be sending the in-laws off to Siberia. You know what, it will keep the discussion light-hearted, but it doesn't mean you're actually going to pick that solution. At this stage, you don't evaluate them. You just generate a few different options. And step four, it can be helpful to hold this question in mind. If a friend was telling you about going through something like this, what ideas would you have for them? And if you can't advise yourself the same things you would advise your friend, what might that be? What's getting in the way of you following the advice you would have for others? Step five, once you've conjured up all of those solutions, possible options, you discuss the pros and cons of each solution. And this is where it's important to share your thoughts and feelings again and trying to be fair to each of your suggestions. So don't go, oh, that's rubbish. Just listen openly and consider each one. Number six. This is where we use compassionate communication, where we make space for both of you to be heard. While you work on agreeing on a possible compromise that meets at least some of your respective needs. 
So a compromise is one where you balance in both of your wishes, whereas a sacrifice is where one partner doesn't get their needs met at all. So how do you each feel about the options you picked? If you've narrowed it down to just one option, remind yourself of the togetherness aspect, that how does this option affect us as a family? It will help you to be focused on each other as well as on yourselves, and not just on yourselves. It will help you focus on us rather than just me and you. Number seven, implement a solution by taking committed action, meaning that you take action in line with your values. So it's important to figure out what your values are before you start. And once you've figured out what action to take, it's important to break it down into smaller steps to make it manageable and then begin. So this is where we break that procrastination by figuring out what do we do first? What do you do? What do I do? And how do we support each other? Number eight, evaluate how the solution is working out by listening to each other's experience of it. That will help you to keep going even when it feels difficult. Remember, you can tell yourself that you can do hard things. Don't give up at this stage. Find the strength to carry on, even if it's challenging, because it might give you a good payout. It might give you a good goal that you have in mind. And number nine, keep using the same solution if it's working well enough, and that's well enough, not perfectly. Or go back to the drawing board if it isn't, and starting from step one again, finding another solution to try out. Now that's the end of the step-by-step. And as you noticed, I've not given you the perfect solution or told you what to do. Because I can't. This is a framework for you to try into your unique situation, knowing that you're the experts on you. I'm just the expert on what the science suggests. Now, what problem would you want to address today? Remind yourself of the three phases of getting started, finding the courage and strength to carry on when it's difficult, and keeping your goal in mind to get you to the finish line. And until next time, please do take care of yourself. If you found this episode helpful, please do tell other people about this podcast. It's new. It's hard to get the word out there. Do me a favor. Think of someone who could really benefit from listening to this and send this episode in a WhatsApp message to someone. I would love it also if you rated and reviewed this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. I would love it if you could rate and review it. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas. And you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, this episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.